Hello everyone, welcome to Hubbub, the podcast for British Hills. I'm Emma. And I'm Moja. We're teachers here at British Hills and this podcast is to let you know all about what's happening here at BH and what our teachers get up to when we're not in class. In each episode, we'll be talking about different topics from apples to zoology and everything in between. This podcast is for you. So if you have any questions or if there is anything you want us to talk about in future episodes, please let us know. You can contact us at our website, enjoybritishhills.com forward slash hubbub podcast. That's H-U-B-B-U-B podcast or on Instagram at British Hills Japan. It's a fun way for you to practice your English. And who knows, you might even learn something new. Onwards with, with the, the show! Hello everyone, welcome back. Welcome to our June episode. As you've guessed it, yes, it's June already. Anyway, uh, I wonder what happens in June. Um, Good question, Moja. Okay, June. I don't know. Yeah, me too. But hey, listeners, if you know anything interesting that happens in June, whether it's in Japan or another country or different countries or like a worldwide thing that happens in June, please let us know. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about maybe not June. We'll find something else, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. But first... We need the answer to our riddle. The answer is... A river bank. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Uh, <laughs> listeners, did you get it right? I hope you did. Anyway, um, yes, uh, getting back to our June episode, you know, Emma, I just realized, you know, uh, recently that, hey, Right now, uh, it's uh, 2022. It's been uh, two years since we've experienced uh, the uh, epidemic, the COVID. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yes. And uh, it got me thinking, really, about just a lot of different things based on my observation uh, since COVID started. And I, I, it got me thinking that, hey, some of us now are somehow slowly getting used to living life in the midst of COVID. So adjustments you've exactly. made your life, that's things the that way. become the new normal? Yes, that's oh, the okay. word. Yes, that's yeah. the word. And yeah, it got me thinking that, hey, I wonder what kind of um, adjustment, you know, that people had to make, uh, or let me say adjustment that we had to make, because I think whether you like it or not, we are all affected by it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So it got me thinking, uh, what kind of adjustment have we made since COVID started? Something that has now somehow became part of our daily lives. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a good point. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's certain things we have to do. Exactly. Obviously, like yes. sanitizing now and mm -hmm. uh, wearing a mask. Wearing a mask, that's right. That's um, right. But uh, yeah, I guess some people have changed the way they act or behave anyway. Exactly, yes. And... Uh, Unfortunately for other people, it has maybe affected them in a negative way, mm -hmm. whether it's, I know this might be a bit depressing, but uh, I mean, it's, a, it, it's something that has happened. Like, uh, for example, having to maybe close down a business, like a small family business because of restrictions or having to lose a job, you know, because mm -hmm. there's no more uh, work for you. Um, some people I know they had to adjust by uh, do what we call teleworking. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which means, uh, but now... So working from home. Exactly. Yeah. But when you think about it, not everyone's job is still okay for them to go home and do it at home, you know? Yeah. Only certain kind of jobs. Mm-hmm, that's you know, true. With some jobs, you have to be at the location. For example, I can think of uh, someone who works in construction. Yes. Having to build uh, buildings, whether it's small, a house or a supermarket, you have to be there. Yeah, it's a little tricky to do that online. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means with those people, they have to enforce more COVID protocols, right? That's right. Yes, yes. So yes. how about with you, Moja, then? Mm-hmm. Are there any changes that you've incorporated into your normal life? Well, I think at the moment, I can only, from the top of my head, I can think of maybe two main ones. Okay. That I think they've become, I have incorporated, like you said. And uh, the first one would be uh, wearing a mask. Yes. Yes. I have to admit, Emma, and I'm sure you will share your story with me as well. But when it comes to owning a, a mask... I've never really had to own a mask, like buying it, you know, to protect myself until COVID happened. Yeah, same, same. I'd never worn a mask before. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I ever thought about, but like, now, never leave the house without one. Exactly. Um, now, this leads me to my next question. Now, how many, do you have different types of masks or you have uh, maybe one design or one kind that you really like and think it's cool and stuck by it? Oh, I have a few different colours. Yeah. You know, you've you got a matchy mask exactly. to your outfit. Exactly, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so which means now wearing a mask has also became become part of like an accessory. Yes. To yeah, yeah. go with the outfit, depending on whether you are casual or formal and so forth, right? So that sounds like you have different masks for different occasions, Mojo. Hey, I really do, hey. I mean, thinking <laughs> about it, I think in my car I have three like packs of uh, masks. Okay. And mind you, they are different colors and I think different design as well. Okay. So yeah. do you change them according to your mood or your outfit? What, how do you decide what mask to wear? Mostly according to outfit as opposed to a mood. Uh, oh, okay. mood. Yeah. Yeah. There are some that I would just wear anywhere. And if I'm dressed in a certain way, then I would think, oh, maybe this mask with this color and maybe this design looks much better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that I, uh, I have like adjusted to, but then a uh, mask, I think for me, it's a big thing. Yes. Yes. But then uh, talking about mask, uh, are there any other things, uh, Emma, would you say that maybe also with you, mask was the big thing that has, uh, that, that, you know, you are now incorporating in your life? Yeah, so the mask is a big change. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other one is how you greet people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being from the UK, yeah. shaking hands is a big part of our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I would think twice before shaking hands with somebody. Yes, yes. Um, I haven't been back to the UK for mm-hmm. quite a while, but mm-hmm. I think it would probably be a little bit strange now. Yes. Um, but yeah, in the UK, mm-hmm. we do a lot of uh, handshaking, yeah. hugging, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, yeah. all of that has changed now. Yeah. So I think for me, that's the biggest, oh, biggest yeah, one. Think, yeah. Um, with regards to shaking hands, for me, it hasn't changed that much, especially since... Uh, our viewers, our listeners know that we live in Japan mm-hmm. and mostly the way of greeting, usually it's uh, the gesture is not necessarily shaking hands, but bowing. Yeah. You know? So yeah, in Japan for me, it hasn't affected me that much. Unless if maybe, let's say, I was uh, working with young people a lot and uh, maybe I enjoy giving them high five. Then oh, I would of course, say, yeah, uh, yeah. For me, I think it has affected me in a way where like, you know, I like giving high five to a yes. student when they've done something that I think is amazing. But uh, now I kind of like a hold back, you know, doing it. 
And yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, because before it was second nature, you'd, you'd give the students a high five. But yes. uh, yeah, that you really had to stop yourself. Yes, but now yes, it's yes. normal just not to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And now uh, I'm thinking as we're talking about this, uh, about uh, also other things uh, that maybe habits that people uh, are doing as a result of COVID that maybe has either, it's maybe surprising for other people. Okay, um, such as? Um, for example, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, I notice a lot when I'm traveling that uh, let's say maybe just a, pa- a car passes by mm-hmm. and then inside maybe there'll be just a driver by himself or themselves and uh, they'll be wearing a mask even though they are just, you know, the driver is the only person in the car. Uh, that's one thing that I, I found really surprising. And even now, two years into the epidemic, I can't fully get used to it. Like uh, that maybe like uh, there'll be someone in a car by themselves and wearing a mask, you know. Yeah, I do find that a little strange. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just easier to keep the mask on. Yeah. In case they forget it, right? Maybe. I think so, I think so. I mean, I can't stand if there's two people, you know. But it's, if it's one, that's one thing for me that I've found really... Uh, for a lack of a better word, maybe a bit strange. Okay. You know? Yeah, but I guess there are many reasons for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. forgetting to put it on when you reach your destination. Or you've just become so used to wearing it. Yeah. You, it's, you it's don't part think of about you. taking it off. part of you. Yes, yes, yes. So that's uh, that's one thing. Yeah. So yeah, going back to, uh, I mentioned, you mentioned greeting. Yes. Earlier on about uh, in the UK that uh, you use different gestures for greeting as opposed to uh, Japan. Um, so yeah. I think yeah, this COVID has also like uh, somehow uh, affected how people embrace each other when it comes to greeting. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So um, yeah, so as mentioned in the UK, we do a lot of handshakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends who I'm greeting, but yes. uh, my friends, we would often hug, mm. uh, maybe a kiss. Mm. Uh, I'm going to think twice now <laughs> yeah, before yeah, I yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh, so what about in South Africa, Mojo? How do you tend to greet people? Uh, I think it's it might be almost similar to the UK that uh, depending on the relationship, usually handshake, hugs are common. Uh, kisses, uh, not so much, except maybe like for close family members okay. that maybe have not seen each other for a while and they meet for family gatherings. Then they will uh, embrace by also kissing each other. Oh, okay. You know, um, but then other than that, it's uh, usually handshakes and hugs, a right, pat okay. on the back, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much about it uh, with regards to greeting. But now, uh, talking about greeting, I remember when uh, COVID started happening or when it broke out, especially in Asia, and there were more cases. There was time when Japan had low cases of COVID, yes. uh, even though it's right next to China. But at the same time, other countries far away from East Asia, like Iran, uh, Brazil, India, there are COVID cases. Italy, uh, they were rising high and high and high and high. And I remember reading this article, um, Emma, and uh, the author of that article was talking about uh, the like the cultural uh, norms or manner okay. in which uh, different cultures do things might be a... Um, might be the reason why in some countries they're experiencing low cases of COVID as opposed to other countries. And the article goes further and uh, makes an example with Japan and saying that uh, the cases at that moment, that was like two years ago, not now, were low. It might somehow have to do with the fact that uh, Japanese people, when they embrace each other, they do it without touching. Oh, okay. Right? And we all know that uh, greeting, they bow, you know. Yes. Uh, whereas you look at places like Brazil, Italy, very affectionate. 
Yes, right? lo- lots of hugging, lots of kissing. Exactly. And uh, since uh, COVID is like an airborne kind of like a virus, you know, um, touching and all of that, it can also increase the chances of uh, transferring it to yes. the next person. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Okay. I um, think to, uh, to read. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. do we think we need to find new ways to greet each other? Ooh. Back in South Africa, in the UK? Uh, I don't know, hey, because... Uh, People are used to doing things the way they've always done it. Yes. You know, uh, with or without a pandemic, it's just second nature, right? Okay. You know, say you go to the UK, you meet some of your old friends that you haven't seen. Regardless of whether it's COVID, I might think later, but uh, the first thing I want to do is to reach out to them and do whatever gesture that maybe you would do, right? Yes. Uh, because it's just second nature. So I don't know if uh, there should be or there will be a new way of greeting. I mean, we've seen on TV and other places, usually people will meet and have their hands like a, like near towards the elbow, touching. Oh, the, yeah, the, the elbow, elbow elbow bump. Maybe. Yeah, the, I don't the, know what you call elbow it. Elbow bump, yeah. They've been doing that. I think that's the only one that seems to be known or common around the world. Yeah, um, yeah I can't really think of anything else other than uh, that form of greeting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if you go back to South Africa, do you think it will be the same as it always was? You'll... I think so. Depending on now, when I get there, how will the situation be? You know, I think it might be just that. Uh, because, you know, sometimes people are told to do one thing, but they do another thing. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Especially and, uh, in the UK. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, in the UK, tell me, you mentioned uh, embracing each other. Uh, is there any words that you guys use, uh, whether it's between friends or, I don't know, family members or just anyone that you use that goes together sometimes with greeting each other or just acknowledging one another's presence? Uh, well, for a greeting, yeah. uh, nothing springs to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we greet different people, mm-hmm. it depends on your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So for me, like my my close friends, mm-hmm. we will will hug and mm-hmm. kiss. Yeah. Um, if it's a coworker, mm-hmm. maybe a handshake. Mm-hmm. If it's a coworker that I'm close to and I've not seen for a long time, maybe a hug. Mm-hmm. But with my family, mm-hmm. not so much. Not so much. If I've not seen them for a long time, yes. we'll hug. Yes. But daily greetings. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, hey, how are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This actually leads me to uh, this word that is known by everyone, this okay. English phrase that okay. is known by everyone, regardless of uh, your language or culture. And that is, I love you. Oh, you know, okay. Which uh, we use it quite a lot. And uh, it's not only reserved to like a romantic relations between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. but it's a word that uh, it's also used between friends. Or sometimes uh, if you look at a relationship of a parent uh, um, a kid or parent uh, child it's a word that is used it's an expression that is used a lot like I love you other cultures it's something that is comes naturally from yeah, a that's... mother to a, a, a child or vice versa yeah I think you've raised a good point Major if you watch movies and things I love you it's a it's a big deal mm. you know you say yes. the first time you say it to your boyfriend your yes. girlfriend yes but uh, how about in South Africa is it commonly used do you use it with family friends or is it just for your okay. for your partner <laughs> i will i think i will speak maybe for let's say my particular culture mm-hmm. i know that uh because uh, we use a different language than english we don't speak english at home at, okay. at, at all so if i had to translate the word i love you in the, lo- the language that we use it will be it will sound really weird and very strange now i'm gonna tell you something that maybe might be shocking for some people especially who are used to saying i love you to their loved ones and that is uh 
for me, I've never had my mom, dad, or any of my siblings saying that they love me, like I love you, in uh, our local language. And I've never also said those that expression to anyone in my family members. Okay, is that just your family or is that quite common in South Africa? Uh, I think it's uh, quite a common thing, especially among like uh, black South Africans. Okay. I guess you would maybe compare it to like the Japanese culture that are using the word I love you. It's not really common uh, among like relatives or like, you know, a family. Mm -hmm. But then uh, instead they will uh, show you that they love you through actions, right? Okay. Yeah, yes. so it's the same also in uh, South Africa and maybe some part of like African culture that are usually people will show by their action uh, how much you mean to them, especially within the context of uh, a family setup, you know. So it's the weirdest thing ever, you know. Uh, and it's just to think about it now, if I think of saying I love you to my mom in uh, Zulu or Swazi, that would be really weird. And maybe my mom would look at me and ask me if I'm okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, but it's interesting how just a simple phrase like I love you can be seen as something embarrassing to say in another culture. Okay. Would yeah. you say it to your friends? Uh, thinking about it, I have ne I don't remember saying that to any of my friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember also getting that from my friends saying that they love me. Okay. Yeah, Even that's in how a casual we... way? Uh, in a casual way, um, I think it would be something more like, a, hey... I think you are cool or something along the lines, hey, you are a good person. Okay. But not explicitly, I love you. Okay. You know, yeah. And uh, when I say that to maybe some of my, uh, let's say, North American friends, like Canadians, American, they would be really surprised. Because I guess in Canada or um, North or, or, or the US, most families uh, are quite used to hearing that, right? I, I using guess so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I only know from watching movies, you know, it's said a lot maybe yeah. between yeah. parents and children. Yeah. Um, in, the, in, in, the, in the UK... Um, I mean, I can't speak for the whole of the UK. Yeah. I know with my family, we don't say I love you. Oh. It would be very strange. Oh. Yeah. Um, it would be for your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, although... It is used between friends in, mm. in a casual way. Yeah. So if, if you're leaving, oh, bye, mm. yeah, love you, bye. Love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, so, yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've said it to friends yeah, in yeah. a casual way yes. and then say it to your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, never with the family. Yeah. Now, uh, all of this here, it makes me to think about uh, what we refer to as pet names. Okay. You know, uh, I'll tell you one thing. First thing I heard a word uh, like, uh, that, like pet name, for me, the first thing I thought of was, uh, you know, a pet, you know, a domestic animal. So the name of your pet? Yeah, yeah. When I was young, because uh, um, I think you know by now, like English is not my native language. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I had to learn that while growing up. And yeah, hearing the first time someone being interviewed, like two lovers, and the interviewer was asking them, so uh, do you guys have any pet names? And then in my mind, before they could even answer, I thought, pet names that's weird why would you refer to someone <laughs> yeah what's the name a... of your pet that's a strange <laughs> exactly. question you know yeah but it's only later that i realized that okay uh pet names is like one of those sweet words that lovers use to call each other instead of using their real names okay so yeah. what's a common pet name in south africa uh i think english wise uh because obviously there are pet names in uh, different south african languages with english ones i mean the common ones are for example sweetheart baby love I mean, believe me, I've had someone calling someone, hey, my sweet pudding. 
which I thought it was funny, but at the same time, very warming, heartwarming. Yeah, yeah sweet pudding. But uh, so I wouldn't say sweet pudding is the most common one. Uh, but yeah, I just had this other comedian, uh, this comedy shows. This guy was calling, um, you know, his new girlfriend, my sweet pudding. You know, uh, but yeah, sweetheart, love, honey, you know, the normal ones. So would this just be for your boyfriend, girlfriend? Oh, yes. Or would it be for friends as well? Oh, you know, I've uh, once had a lady at a uh, supermarket, you know, uh, calling um, a customer, someone they don't know, referring to them as, hey, hey, honey, just come this side, honey. Okay, bye, love. You know, uh, and for me, I thought, oh, that was really cool. And okay. these people don't know each other. But just hearing that from someone who you regard as a stranger, it was quite uh, So is that quite common in South Africa? Or? Uh, I've had it several times. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. I've had it several times. And that happens, uh, maybe let's say, from a lady saying that, referring to maybe another person that they want to help, you know, whether it's a man or a woman, you know. But uh, I've never had that coming from a man. Mostly okay. I've had it coming from a woman. Okay, love. Okay, bye. Okay, take care. Okay, see you tomorrow, love. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's the same in the UK. I hear yeah. that a lot, um, yeah. like in, amongst strangers even. Yes. Oh, hey, darling, you're right, love. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, it tends to be more more women use it, I think. Using it, yeah. Um, men sometimes as well, mm -hmm. uh, usually if they are friends with a person. Oh, yes. I used oh, yes. to hear pet quite a lot. Pet, like P-A-T or P-E-T? P-E-T. P-E-T. You're right, pet. How's it going, pet? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that would be... Men would often use pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All and right. whether they're talking to men or women. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, instead of saying, oh, mate, you're right, mate. Mm, you're yes. right, pet. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I see. Yeah, man, that's a really, uh, it, it's interesting how these different dynamics, uh, we respond differently to them depending on where we come from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I guess traveling, it really broadens your mind and mm -hmm. your perception in life. Because what we think is normal from growing up or from our countries, we when we get to another country, not just visiting but living there, we realize that, hey, there's different ways of living, not just the one we've been taught or we've been used to. You know what well, I mean? Well, even just in the UK, different areas of the UK would use different pet names. Oh, yes. Yeah, would you say that some pet names will uh, expose you as to which part of the UK you're from? The one that springs to mind yeah. is we use a lot of bird references <laughs> <laughs> like bread like a flying a bird an animal yeah. a flying bird so chick is quite a common one okay i've heard of that like, one before say south of england yeah. oh, you're right chick yeah. how's it going chick yeah uh my mum would often say chicken, <laughs> to chicken? Me. oh really you're right chicken <laughs> quick, 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 quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i know up in scotland yeah uh people are often referred to as hen hen yeah oh, you're wow, right, hen. Yeah. how's it going hen yeah. Uh, but for my part of the country, so I'm from the Midlands, so yeah. the middle of England, mm. we refer to each other as duck. As duck? <laughs> yep. I wonder where does this fascination about uh, like the uh, the bird community, you know, I have no from? idea why. <laughs> because uh, I hear chick, chicken, duck, hen, all of that. I wonder what, what's the fascination behind that? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea why, yeah. why they're all birds. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's all just heartwarming. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it makes you feel like, uh, you know, because I mean, one thing about us as humans is that uh, um, when we hear someone referring to us in a heartwarming way, it also makes us feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than always being called names and make you to somehow think twice about yourself and so forth. So at the end of the day, I think it's warming. 
Yeah. Whether I'm being called a hen or, or a roaster or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a roast duck. <laughs> <laughs> a roast duck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, but it must be strange if you hear somebody refer to somebody as duck. You're like, why, why, why? But it's, yeah, it's you actually. Know, for me, I would actually think. That maybe the name of that person is Doug, like D-O-U-G-H, Doug. That's what I would think. Because I know I have a friend whose name is Doug. Oh, okay. Know? And let's say if I had someone calling maybe another guy Doug, I would think that guy's name is Doug, like D-O-U-G-H, Doug. But yeah. if you went to a shop in, yeah. in the UK, mm. so in my hometown, mm. if you went to the shop mm. and the person behind the counter said, you're right, Doug, mm. would you find that strange? Uh... I'll be okay. I think I'll be like, mm hmm, I'm all right. But then later, maybe I will question the locals, friends, and like, hey, that guy called me Doug. Uh, what is the deal about that? Then maybe they will then break it down to me. Okay. But I wouldn't just right there be like, oh, you're calling me Doug? Um, that's not my name, you know? Yeah. Because you know how when you are in a new area or country, there are things that will happen that don't make sense while they are happening. Yes. And uh, I think it will be exhausting to always have to question everything that doesn't make sense to you at that time. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yes. I think the best way would be to wait and maybe mention it later to other local friends. Then for some clarity, you know. Mm -hmm. Wow, look at the time. Oh, my goodness, Emma. Wow. We okay. are out of time. <laughs> so, just like a bird, time has flown. <laughs> exactly. Yes, but guys, as you know, we cannot end this episode uh, without any riddle. Talking about birds, what do we have there, Emma? I have a very nice little bird riddle for you this okay. month. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. A pet shop owner had a parrot, and on its cage was a sign that read, This parrot repeats everything it hears. Moja bought the parrot, and for two weeks he spoke to it every day. But the parrot never said a word. Why was this? All right. That's really interesting, Emma. I wonder what the answer is. We are looking forward to hearing your answers and to reveal the answer in the next episode. With that said, it's time for us to live and fly away like a bird. <laughs> Bye-bye, Pat. Bye. We love to hear feedback. Any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions are welcome. You can contact us at our website, enjoybritishhills.com forward slash hubbubpodcast. That's H-U-B-B-U-B -B -B podcast. Or on Instagram at British Hills Japan. Also on the website... If you're listening to Practice English, you can find a transcript of each episode. But if you're not here for that reason, don't worry, just forget the last few seconds. All in all, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye for now. The, the Hubbub Podcast. Podcast.